you're actively remaining somewhere or that you're actively staying somewhere or you're actively re- residing in something. And so today and through the rest of the series, we are going to see what it looks like as a Christian to actively abide in Christ, to follow him with, in all that you do, with everything that you do. And so we're going to look, we're going to read through the passage just to start, and then we're going to kind of break down some chunks of it. So this first reading is going to be a little long, but bear with me. It'll be up on the screen, so you can go ahead and take a look. It's, it's, we're going to start in verse 1. It's John 15, 1 through 11. So take a look. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, bear fruit. Ah, look at that. Hey. All right. See, it all comes together. It all comes together. So every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I've spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine and you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers. And the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. And then it keeps going on the next slide here. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. So there's a lot there, right? That's a lot of words and there's a lot that's being said. So we're going to break that down. But first, there's a few different characters, there's a few different players in this scenario. And so when you're taking care of a plant, there's a different aspects to the plant. But before you can even get to the plant, you have to think about who's taking care of the plant. So there's the vine dresser. This is the person that takes care of the plant, makes sure the plant isn't dying, making sure nothing's killing it, you know, and making sure it actually looks good. And so in this situation, God is the vine dresser, okay? And then when we think about the vine itself, that's Jesus, that's Christ. So it's a vine, a stem, however you want to understand it, but that's kind of where it's coming from, is the vine. And then lastly is the branches. And you and I, we're the branches. We're the people that have to rely on the vine. We have to rely on Christ. And so today, what I want to look at is important ways and traits of a healthy branch, okay? So traits of a healthy branch because we're all branches, so we're going to see what it looks like to be healthy. And the first, thing, the first trait of a healthy branch is that it relies on the vine to bear fruit. Is that it relies on the vine to bear fruit. So the first thing that we, ha- we want to see is how important it is that we abide in Christ, that we abide in the vine. So go ahead and take a look up at the screen. The, the first six verses will be up there. And we just read it, so I'm not going to read it again for you, but we're going to break this down right here. So take a look up there. The first thing that it says is that Christ is the true vine. So this is Christ talking in the passage. This is Jesus talking. And he is claiming that he is, in fact, the true vine. And so the true vine, what that means is that in the Old Testament, Israel, so that was God's people, they were the vine. That was the way to get to God. That was, if you wanted to know God, if you wanted to be able to talk to him, if you wanted to be able to bring things before him, if you wanted to be part of God's people, 
then you, were, you had to be part of Israel. And that was how you accessed God. But what this passage is now saying is that because of Christ and because of the work that he's done for us on the cross, because he gave his life for us, he is now the true vine. He is the way that we get to God. And not only is Christ the true vine, but God the Father. God is the vine dresser. So the vine dresser is taking care of his vine. So the Father is taking care of Jesus. God is taking care of Jesus. He's making sure that he's safe. He's making sure that his church is safe. And so that means looking out for things that are going to harm it. And so the vine dresser does two things, all right? And if you have a sheet, you're going to want to write this down. There's not a spot for it, but I want you to write it down, okay? The first thing that he does is he cuts branches off. And the other thing that he does is he prunes branches. It's interesting, right? It's weird. We don't use those words a lot. We don't use prune a lot. Maybe if you work with plants, you do. But when it talks about cutting it off, that means taking away the dangerous branches, the things that are going to hurt the vine, and throwing them away, getting them out of there. So that might sound interesting, like, so wait, we're the branches and Jesus is the vine, so there's branches that he's getting out of there. Well, God is going to take care of his vine. He's going to take care of his church, more specifically. He's going to want to make sure it's healthy. He's going to want to make sure that it is in a good place to grow. And sometimes that means making, getting some of those bad branches out of there removing bad branches from the community. And we're going to talk a little bit about that in a minute. But the other thing that he does is he prunes. Who in here says that they prune something besides prune juice? I I knew you were going to raise your hand. Yep, yep. But when you prune something, that means you take care of it. Like, so you'll like take any like excess leaves off. You'll make sure the plant looks good. You're going to make sure that it's healthy. And most importantly, you're going to make sure that the plant has fruit on it. That is growing. So God is going to make sure that the plant is bearing fruit. Bearing fruit, all right? Thank you, thank you. You're going to make sure that the plant is bearing fruit. So then you might be asking, what does that mean? What, is, what does that mean to bear fruit? And so in Galatians, it talks about the fruit of the Spirit. So that is a fruit that, it, that Christians get. It is qualities that a Christian has. So it's, I, met, I missed one when I, when I talked to the high schoolers. So high schoolers, you don't have to remind me, or middle schoolers. It's love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gen- faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. There we go. Good for you, Will. Nice job. All right, but that's, so those are, that is fruit of the Spirit. But what this also could mean is just living like Christ. Living how Christ lived, as close as we can. So when you bear fruit, if you bear fruit, what that means is that you are living like Christ. Or that you're showing qualities of the fruit of the Spirit. That's what that means. And so that means everything that you do is pointing back to Christ. When you truly abide in Christ, everything you do is recognizable because it looks like Him. So, everything... Oh, right there? Effectiveness, here we go. Focus up. Effectiveness comes from constantly looking to God. Effectiveness comes from constantly looking to God. So there is a guy, his name is Charles Spurgeon. Has anybody ever heard of Charles Spurgeon? The man, amen. So Charles Spurgeon was a big theologian. Like he, he did a lot for Christianity. 
Like he helped people learn what it looks like to truly understand theology and then apply it. And some of you guys are like, I have no idea what you're talking about. That's okay, because I want to tell you a story about him. There's a story that goes, him and his friend were walking one day down the street. And this was a long time ago. This, was, this wasn't like a couple years ago. Him and his friend were walking down the street, and then all of a sudden, Charles just falls in the mud. He just falls down. And his buddy is like, bro, what are you doing? Like, you get up. Like, are you okay? Do I need to go get somebody? I'm paraphrasing. That is definitely not how they talked at that time. But he's like, buddy, you got, like, what's going on? And listen to this. Listen to what he said. He goes, I felt disconnected from God. I felt like I wasn't abiding in God because I had a sinful thought come in my mind. So I need to pray and get connected with God again. I need to remember who God is for me. I need to truly abide in him. So imagine that. Imagine every time you had a sinful thought that you fell on your knees and started praying. It'd, be, it'd look weird. Nobody does that. But what if you did? What if you were so devoted to God that you were going to fall on your knees the minute that you felt disconnected from him? And that's what it looks like to abide in Christ, to dig into his word, to choose him over everything else, to choose him over TikTok, to choose him over your friends, to choose him over porn, whatever it is, that is what it looks like to abide in Christ. That's what it looks like to rely on the vine, and that's what a healthy vine is. And then, now, we want the next part of a healthy branch is that the branch isn't separate from the vine. The branch isn't separate from the vine. Branches cannot be separate from the vine. They have to get their life from somewhere. It has to come from somewhere. So take a look at the, this next verse. It'll be up on the screen for you. This verse talks about what it looks like to be separate from the vine. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers. And the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. So I'm going to be real with you right now. Because... What this is saying is that if we are branches, that means that there is a chance that we could get thrown in the fire and burned. And what that, re- what that means is that there are some of God's creation, some of us, that are going to go to hell. And that's wild to think. I'm being straight up with you because I want you to hear this. That there are some branches that are going to be unhealthy for the church. That are going to be unhealthy for Christ. That God wants to take care of his vine. So he's going to cut them off and he's going to take them and throw them away because he wants to take care of his church. And this might sound weird. Like this might, like God, like what are you doing? But because God is just, because he is faithful to what he says he's going to do, and because he can only be around goodness, he is going to make sure that he takes care of his vine. And so what that means is essentially that there's some people that say that they're going to follow Christ, that they truly follow Christ, they say that, but their lives look completely differently. Like, this is like somebody that comes to midweek every Wednesday and maybe comes to church on Sunday and puts on one face, but when they go out every other day, they look completely different. They don't look like Christ at all. They say that they're abiding. They say they're attached to that vine, when in reality they're not. 
And God is going to take those people and get them away from his vine. And so the, sometimes, some of those branches will come back. Some of, you, some of those people will come back. And me and Alan were talking about this the other day, where it's possible to literally just tape a branch onto a vine, and it will literally graft. It will grow into that vine. And so that can happen. But in reality... God is, this is, this is a promise. This is what he's saying is that there are some that are not going to make it. There are some that are going to f- abide in other things. They're going to abide in themselves. So when I was in middle school, I went to church every Sunday with my parents. And we had youth group on Sundays too. So I would go there. And I would, li- I would sing. I would worship. I'd play the games. I'd take notes during whatever talk was happening. But then when I'd go back to school the next day, the language I was using was not Christ-like. The people that I was hanging out with were not Christ-like. The attitude that I had towards church when I wasn't going, talking about how, much, how dumb it was and I was just going because my parents made me, was not Christ-like. And then I think about high school when I said that I was a Christian and I was going to church and I was choosing to go to youth group and then all of a sudden like I was, when I was there I would go and I loved how it felt to be like told I was, I was righteous, like that you're saved and you're good to go. I loved being on my student leadership team and like the status that it gave me. And ultimately, if I'm being totally real with you guys, most of the time that I went in, when I was early in high school, I was really just going to meet girls. So I'm just being straight up with you. But I was telling everybody that I was a follower of Christ. And honestly... I might as well have just been broken off and thrown into fire. Like they're in, in all seriousness, because that is not what it looks like to abide in Christ. The, a branch cannot be separated from the vine. And don't get me wrong, this is not a call to perfection. I'm not saying that, but it's a call to truly live as best you can and as hard as you can for Christ. But it doesn't end there. So a healthy branch, a healthy branch is just as healthy as the vine. A healthy branch is just as healthy as the vine. So take a look at verses seven and eight to see what it looks like to more to abide more. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. By this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. So when you look at that, it says. If you abide in me and my word abides in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. So does that mean I can literally ask whatever I want and God will do it for me? Some of you, some of you are shaking your heads and some of you are like, maybe, I don't know. I mean, that's how it seems, right? But take a look at the order of the words in that sentence. So the first part it says, if you abide in me. So that is truly following Christ, that is truly being a Christian. That is, your daily life is living for him. And then it says, and my words abide in you. So you pick up your Bible, and you read your Bible, and you pray to him, and you know that Bible, and you're growing in it. Then you can ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. And so that sounds almost like, all right, here's one check mark, here's another check mark. But if you are truly abiding in Christ, if you truly have his word in you, You will bear fruit. You will be glorifying God. And so when you're glorifying God, when you have him in you, when you're following him, 
the things that you're going to ask of him are ultimately going to be glorifying to him. So you might be asking whatever you wish at that point, but if you're truly abiding in Christ, the things you're asking for are pointing back to him, are telling him he is awesome, telling him he is great, pointing others to him, abiding in him, having that fruit. And then this, this verse says, by this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. See, the actions and the things that you say, they're not determiners of your salvation. But rather, they're the results of your salvation. It's because you are saved, it's because you are abiding in Christ, that you are showing these good works, that you have this good fruit. And this whole last series that Alan taught is extremely applicable here. When we're talking about influencers, when you guys are influencers, that means leveraging your social media, leveraging your video games, leveraging every conversation you have at school, leveraging every time that you're sitting on the bus next to that person that you don't want to talk to. It means taking those opportunities and showing your fruit having evidence that you are saved and that you are abiding in Christ. That's what that looks like. That's what it looks like to prove to be his disciple. You have not, there is nothing that you can do that gives you salvation, but Christ's work on the cross gives you salvation, and so you're gonna look more like him because of it, because of the life he's given you. And because of that, the branch naturally bears fruit from the vine. A healthy branch naturally bears from the fruit from the vine. Take a look at the last part of this verse. It'll be up on the screen for you. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments. And abide in his love, these things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be full. So, this passage is saying is because the Father loves Jesus, because God loves Jesus, we get that love too. And he's telling us, he's literally telling us is the key is because we obey in his commandments. If you obey in his commandments, just like Jesus obeyed the Father's, then we get to have that benefit. We get to have that salvation. We get to show that fruit. We get to prove that we are saved. Because we're going to have that fruit. And sometimes, obeying those commands, taking those opportunities for obedience, is hard. But when you do it through Christ, when you bear fruit because of the work that he's done for you, you will have joy that is full. Now, joy doesn't mean the same thing as happiness, but your joy will be full. You will be overwhelmed. I can promise you that. I can promise you that. And so those are the different ways that a branch looks healthy. And I, this passage is a call for us to be better. It's a call for us to pursue Christ in all that we do. And there's a few different groups in this room. There's a few different groups in this room. This is a different call for, for different people. And the first thing is that it's a call to abide. So there's some people in this room that it's your first time at midweek maybe. Or maybe you've been coming to midweek for a while. But whatever it is, you haven't chosen to abide in Christ. You are not abiding in Christ, whatever, for whatever that means. And if you want to know more about the, what that means, talk to one of the leaders tonight. 
Because Christ worked on the cross for you. He died for you so that you are able to have life in him, in the vine. Maybe you're not in that group, but maybe you're in the next group of obedience. It's a call to obedience. So you might say that you're abiding, but take a hard look at your fruit. Do you have fruit? Or are you more like the branch that's barely hanging on, that you look different when you come to midweek or when you go to school the next day? Are you truly obeying his commands? Are you truly reflecting a lifestyle that shows that you have fruit? And the last group in here is joy. It's a call to joy. And you might, you might be in this room and you're saying, I'm abiding in Christ. I'm obeying as best as I can, but it's hard. And I want to point you back to his word. I want to point you back to this passage because there's joy to be had. To remember why you're abiding is because of Christ's work on the cross that he gives you life. And there's life in that. So we're going to split up into some discussion groups. And I'm a, some of these questions can get a little bit personal. So I want you to take time to be honest with one another and to talk through some of these questions with your leaders. So break off, with, break off in these groups. I think we typically do around seven and eight in a group. So, but find a leader. High school students, you guys can break off with group two. So, but spread out, and then I will call us back together in about 10-ish minutes. So. so that wasn't a whole ton of time. But I'm going to wrap us up for tonight. All right. And hey, whether or not whether or not you were honest or whether or not you brought it up during, the, during these discussion times, really consider where you are at, which calling you're at. Because that will be a pivotal point for what it looks like to continue to walk with Christ, to continue to be more like Christ. And so we're, this is just the start of this series. Alan is going to pick it up next week. But think about what it looks like to abide in Christ, to abide in the vine and really think about what fruit is God showing you in your life, okay? So I'm going to pray for you guys, and you'll be good to go, all right? Lord, I thank you for your son. I thank you for his work on the cross, and I thank you for the fact that because of that work, we are able to bear fruit, that we're able to abide in you, and that there's nothing that we can do to have salvation outside of your work. I thank you for that, Lord. And for those people in this room that maybe aren't abiding in you, to help us to point them to you and have your Holy Spirit point them. And for those of us that are abiding in you, that we can continue to bear fruit that glorifies you as we continue to abide in you. In your name I pray, amen.